secure I am. Want to see my gun? Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Brian Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on the podcast link, Batman Podcast Network, and you get a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also love to dive into other nerdy topics we all love to frolic about in our free time. The Batman Book Club is also on Patreon. If you like what's going on with the show and you want to support it in any way whatsoever, you can do that at patreon.com slash the batman bc anything you're willing to help with will help keep the generator running in the wayne manor study so merry christmas happy holidays it's that time of year thank you for listening to episode number 86 the longest title yet the batman adventures holiday special boom there we go it's that time of year it's a holidays it's the holiday season so we got to have a holiday episode and I don't know anybody jollier to have on to celebrate this time of year in Gotham. Joining me, he's pulling a hat trick. He's a magician. Not only is he jolly, he's a magician. Um, it's Mr. J. Oz. J. Oz, welcome back to the Batman Book Club. Ho, 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 citizens of Gotham. <laughs> Thank you for having me back, Ryan. Funny enough, we were just uh, talking about uh, you know, sports nerdiness and oh, yeah. know, things like that. Uh, I believe a hat trick is actually more for hockey than Magic. oh okay but, so you're a hockey player no sure so you're a hockey magician <laughs> sure <laughs> i i know the term i don't really know much background on it i, I know i know i know the <laughs> i know the term i know it originated in hockey i believe okay. for like someone who scores three three goals baskets nets i don't know in a in a single game um they call it a hat trick i'm okay. sure hats were involved and uh yeah. Yeah, man, it was some Pete, sort of illusion. Peter Vera listening to this is having a heart attack and a meltdown right now. I know it. <laughs> so this this is for you, Pete. But yes, Jay, thanks for coming back. This is your third time on. The first time you were on, uh, we were gushing about uh, Mr. Norm Brayfogle's story, The Mud Pack. The mm-hmm. second time you were on was one of my favorite Batman runs of all time, Strange Apparitions. Oh, yeah. And then here we are now celebrating the season with uh, with this holiday issue but before we get to that i have to ask you sir because you've already let us know what your favorite batman story is uh what batman have you been reading lately uh let's see um because i cover it more than anything i've been reading batman 89 which has just been kind of okay Okay. Uh, after a year away self-imposed exile away from the main batman book uh i jumped back in with uh, Batman 118 and uh, thought it was the best the title has been in a long, long, long time. So I and enjoyed speak that. speak for you. Ah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, 
I, so you haven't you haven't been on the main title for like a year oh yeah it was okay. um i mean i don't know how much uh uh you know n- negativity we want to get in here but uh don't have I'm, to get into much well i just i'm pretty sure it was after that that clown hunter special that i tapped out i yeah. could not do it anymore it just uh i'm committed I write for um, reviews for Batman on film. So I, I, I've read every issue. Um, but as I said on here, and I did not like it because I like liking things. I did not enjoy Tynan's run on Batman. And uh, Joker War, everything post-Joker War really made me like Joker War more. <laughs> but I, I just didn't, I didn't enjoy it. So uh, that's awesome to hear. I think you even you and I somehow, we exchanged comments about it on Twitter one of us commenting on the other's post or something about 118 about like oh my gosh yes yes this is it, it, it was so good <laughs> to put it succinctly I, I don't know where i saw it but i mean it, it just felt like a good issue about batman yeah. that yeah. liked batman like yeah. it just wanted to be a good good batman story and yep that's what it was uh, pete and i will talk about it uh the next episode in the monthly wrap-up episode as well as batman 89 in which I feel like that story has gotten better. Uh, the first time when I read issue number one on that, I remember being let down. Uh, but detail, let's see, uh, the story I think is working towards something. It's been building and I've been enjoying it more as it's gone along. But I think it's better than okay. It's definitely not great. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Superman 78 mm-hmm. is better with the concept. Like it. It definitely feels, I mean, I love Venditti um, and uh, who is it? Wilfredo Torres, you know, great, Mm -hmm. great. Definitely feels like an extension of, you know, that era of Superman. Batman 89 is okay. I mean, it's, I'm not having to force myself to read it, but I mean, I, uh, it's kind of one of those things that's like, okay, I'm reading this more because I'm reviewing it than anything. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, it's all right. Uh, But I've also been enjoying, uh, you know, Batman Adventures Continue, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Batman Scooby Doo Mysteries. Yeah, uh, those are nonstop fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I've cut back a lot on what I'm reading lately. So I've gone back to a bunch of trades that I've had in my quote unquote pile, my uh, mm-hmm. digital uh, pile to read. Uh, just got finished reading like a, a Batman by neil adams like yes. volume one or something like that um which was a lot of like world's finest or brave and the, the bold yep the maybe both i can't remember uh because you know at certain points they felt like the same title but you know just a lot of you know really weird late 60s early 70s goofiness especially when bob haney's involved who was just like a a mad genius because None of his stories really made sense, but they were a lot of fun. And, you know, yeah. that's, that's all you really want. Sometimes uh, that's all we want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I would, I, I've, I always say I would rather have, you know, like some, you know, earnest goofiness than, you know, like forced cynicism and, you know, just trying to be gritty and dark just for its own sake. You know, I, yeah. I'll take something silly most of the time. <laughs> yeah. That's great. But, but anyway. Great. Good stuff. Uh, always fun to dig, dig into the pile, the stacks, the archives, yes. um, as well as keeping up to date, which you are. But let's not hold off any longer. Nope. Let's 
Let's plug in the Christmas tree. Let's turn it on. Let's pour a Batman Forever glass of Mountain Dew and dive sing into about Jingle Bells and Batman Snowing. Yes, we'll sing the Batman Christmas Carol and let's talk the Batman Adventures Holiday Special. Now, this lovely issue was released in 1994 and this is another first so not only is this probably the longest episode titled yet on the batman book club but this also has the most writers and artists to mention for one episode uh comprised of six stories uh with writers paul dini bruce tim ronnie del carmen and then art by Dan Reba, Bruce Tim, Ronnie Del Carmen, Glenn Murakami, Kevin Altieri, Butch Lukic, and I already said Dan Reba. So there you go. There's all the writers and artists contributing for this one issue. Uh, it was released, like I said, in 1994, a physical issue. It's since now available digitally. It's on DC Universe Infinite. It's collected in the Batman Adventures trade paperback the fourth volume and jay and i are on video right now but let's go ahead and inform the audience jay which version did you read for this episode uh i have all of the batman adventures and batman and robin adventures trades uh so i am reading from the batman adventures volume four which like ryan said has the cover for this particular issue as the cover a very yes. striking haunting very beautiful cover uh, of uh, Mr. Freeze with his uh, red goggle eyes glowing and Batman and Batgirl reflecting in his uh, in his dome. Yeah, and samezies. Uh, and I, this is for Justin Kowalski. You could almost smell the floppy. It's Just got. Like, I think that's what oh, I love. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Yes, love newsprint. <laughs> smells so good. Smells so good. I love. The re the printing of of the Batman Adventures and Batman and Robin Adventures volumes because they use that older paper, mm -hmm. which really helps. It's not glossy, and glossy has its uh, strengths in some stories and not so much in others. I think I always will love this style of paper, newspaper kind of paper, and that's what this is printed on. So I mean, it just it smells delicious. And mm -hmm. Justin and I are going to get that Yankee Candle created. Yeah. You just wait. Uh, I will order. 15 crates. <laughs> 15 crates. <laughs> the wife would be like, gosh, this whole this whole house just smells like comic books? Newspaper yeah, comic books? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Jay, when was the first time that you read this issue? Uh, probably several years back when I was kind of making my way through all of the Batman adventures, uh, just comics and series. Mm -hmm. Um, like most of, uh, most of us, uh, here and in the audience, I'm sure, uh, I love Batman, the animated series, uh, you know, pretty much anything involved with it, mm -hmm. the shows, movies, comics, just, uh, just love it all. Uh, just such a great condensed, you know, take on Batman, like, you know, all killer, no filler strips away anything that doesn't work just to give you you know, like an ideal version of the Dark Knight, his uh, allies, rogues and everything. So uh, uh, yeah, I read through it. Uh, 
maybe about 10 years ago for the first time and uh, uh, have revisited it, revisited it, uh, I'm sure at least a couple of times since then, uh, besides the other day, you know, when I reread this for the, uh, uh, for the purposes of the podcast. This is one of those where I could not tell you the first time that I read this. Uh, and I know some of that is blending the animated episode, which we'll get to yes. with this book. Uh, but I can say one of the stories in here, White Christmas, when I read this uh, two years ago, I think, uh, I didn't own it, but I read it. That one seems very unfamiliar to me. And that's the one with uh, Mr. Freeze. And the rest of them seemed really familiar. But then, like I said, that that blend, to me, that's because I was blending the animated episode. And I want to hold off with any more details of that story mm -hmm. because my next question, I think it's going to get brought up. Jay, why did you choose the Batman Adventures holiday special? What's the story here? Well, I was uh, thinking of a couple of different Christmas, mm -hmm. you know, theme stories. Uh, reached yes. out to you uh, back in what, like, October, I think it was. It's so weird to me that we reach that, like, sometimes we reach out two or three months beforehand. And it's like, I just want to lock this down. And then I'll talk to you again in two months. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, reached out to you, asked if you had any Christmas episodes lined up. And for some reason, you did not. I didn't. So um, I was thinking of a couple of uh, different one, uh, different, different issues from over the years. I was thinking maybe the Silent Night of Batman, uh, which is a classic. I think that's a Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams story, like you know, just uh -huh. classic. I know it's Neil Adams. I'm pretty sure it's Neil Adams. It's a classic story, regardless. I can't remember who <laughs> uh, wrote and illustrated it, but uh, uh, it's great. Uh, it's really short, and for some reason, I think you may have already covered it with someone before. Um, but I know that nobody has covered this issue. So there, I mean, that's that's one reason. Uh, but also, uh, the Batman Adventures hasn't gotten a lot of representation on the podcast, not because it's not great, but I've tried to think of a couple of uh, ways to maybe, you know, pitch it as uh, as an episode. But the strength of these series is that almost every single story is like a one and done issue. And that's it. It's not like multi-arc stories, uh, but that's also the weakness for the purposes of the podcast because it's like, well, you know, a lot of these, are, I mean, they're great issues and stories and stuff, but they're very lean. So it'd be like a 20-minute episode. Um, but uh, I thought I was like, hey, this is a perfect issue because uh, it'd be relatively easy to find. It's, um, you know, a version of Batman that everyone loves like you were hinting at, and I'm sure we'll get into, uh, most of the stories, even if you've never read this issue, you're familiar with these stories. Uh, and since it's a Christmas episode, it is very much a Christmas issue of Batman. Yes. Uh, so it's funny because I've read this, I've read this volume before. When you uh, reached out to me, and it was, it was, it was wild that I'm sitting there trying to think of, um, I try to, you know, the, in asking with you before and in, in coming on the show and whatever it's Jay, would you like to come on 
and you're like, oh, I got to be the greatest honor of all time, Ryan, please. And then it's whatever story you want. But it's hard for Christmas to be like, hey, do you want to be on? Okay, well, you need to pick a Christmas story. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking about that even I'm like, hmm, I know I've already in October, I already knew what was lined up in November. And I knew uh, Gotham by Gaslight was uh, on the calendar with Bill, the last episode. And I'm like, but that Christmas episode, that holiday episode, man, what am I going to do? Oh, look at Jay Yaws. Hey, all right, Jay. And sure enough, you asked. And I also told you what a coincidence because yesterday my Batman Adventures Volume 4 had just arrived in the mail, which had this issue in it. Yesterday in which that's in where, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had all the volumes. And then as I was going through, because I have a lot of stuff packed up and I went through and I looked and I'm like, oh my God, I don't have Volume 4. And just out of nowhere, sometimes, you know, collections and books all of a sudden aren't available. And I still saw this one was available and it was like 16 bucks or something. And I, I need to get it so I can complete it all. Uh, and yeah, so it had just arrived. You had said about Christmas, this Christmas issue or this holiday issue, you know, is in this book. And then that that even helped your decision too. You're like, well, because of this little bit of serendipity, I think we have to do Batman Adventures. Mm. So that's that's the uh, the peek behind the curtain that you didn't ask for on how how Jay and I got to this moment on this night <laughs> talking for some you, holiday stuff. The <laughs> yeah, the people. Um, readers listeners the, whatever everyone i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> uh fantastic so i think also usually i always say like we don't have to go page by page or something but this has oh how many pages is this in total like 35 40 maybe and I to say that there's it's maybe what i think it's like over i think it's over 50 mm. okay uh and i do say you know there's six stories but the first story is just an intro in which it's one page and then you get the kind of four full-on kind of shorts and then the last one is is really brief in itself so i think we can go through the go through each story in which the intro i mean by paul dini it's just it's a fun intro of you know you've it's christmas time you get that right up front hey this is a holiday special well this is christmas time batman's overlooking the city he's by a bunch of angel statues under the top of a church and uh and he goes flying down and then we hop into jolly old saint nicholas where good old harvey harvey bullock is the happiest santa claus <laughs> that i've ever seen He's with his donut, so <laughs> with Montoya as the elf, and they're they're in an undercover sting operation in which Barbara Gordon is shopping, and they're trying to capture some some thieves. In which they do, it's a it looks like it's a gang of kids that are that are stealing, and it turns out those kids are actually Clayface split up into four, and so then it becomes a Clayface story. So. Uh, Jay, take it away on your thoughts on Jolly Old St. Nicholas, thoughts, feelings, uh, Bullock. <laughs> oh, man, I love I love Bullock as Batman, uh, not Batman, as Santa Claus. Yeah, uh, that would be interesting. Bullock as It Batman. would. Anyway, um, I love Bullock as Santa. It's just, you know, just a funny dynamic. Uh, and Montoya as a, uh, you know, equally disgruntled elf because she doesn't want to have to be there any more than he does mm-hmm. but um you know he's just crotchety and bitter and um 
is just getting the job done, but uh, doesn't necessarily like the way he has to do it. Um, it's a fun story. It is one of the more lighthearted and uh, uh, entertaining stories in the entire issue. Uh, yeah. There are a couple that get a, li- a little more uh, maybe morose and uh, reflective, but uh, this one's just uh, just a lot of fun. Uh, I love Clayface. Uh, Clayface is one of my uh, favorite Batman villains just because uh, he's so weird and gross and there's just you know so much you can do with the character. Okay, um, we're on a streak now, too. Your third appearance. This is our third time talking about Clayface. Oh, my gosh. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> we finally figured in, it out. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to do that, but you just That's okay. Code. <laughs> now we know. Now we know. <laughs> Carry uh, on. This, I mean, it's just great. I mean, you know, there's lots of uh, 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 just really fun sequences in here. Uh, like uh, uh, Barbara rushing into a dressing room and uh, it's not fun, but I love the little detail of her stepping on one of those little pins, like a stick pin to like hold like a shirt together. And then, uh, you know, just that poking her in the toe while she's trying to get her costume on. And then, uh, um, I mean, I kind of flinch every time that happened. I see that happen because that is not, that does not look like it feels very good at all if you've been stuck with a pin, especially. But you know, it's a fun, it's a little it's bit a, of Marv and Home Alone stepping on the yeah, nail. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's it's. I mean, it's just a fun little detail. It's not necessary, yeah. but it just kind of adds to it. And um, yeah, the uh, great joke of a uh, uh, Clayface being on the uh, uh, on the ice, and then Batgirl telling. Uh, Bullock and Montoya to shoot the Santa and he just says you wouldn't and uh you know Montoya just says you know not you dummy the one <laughs> the one that's uh you know electrified and everything and then just uh taking taking down uh Clayface that way it's just uh it's just really it, it's just a very entertaining story and uh it even has its own you know little moments of hearts like when the the little girl comes up and you know asks Santa to you know, let her dad come home for Christmas and you yeah. find out that he's a, a career criminal that Bullock sent up the river a couple months ago. Um, so there's a, there's some nice little uh, emotional moments in here, but yeah, it's just a, it's a great, really entertaining way to kick this off. Echo everything that you say. This just definitely feels, it's got that, well, it's got the holiday-ness of Paul Dini. It's got the, the fun, cute humor of Paul Dini. I mean, this, this shows like right here, like, yeah, this is Paul Dini. This is why he's so beloved. You know, like people love him on this series because of stories like this. And I mean, to add to, excuse me, the, I mean, even towards the beginning and the, the kid sitting on Harvey's lap is like, you're not the real Santa Claus. He's like, sure. I am. Want to see my gun. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. The thing that you said about with the, the little girl and how he, I mean, her dad. And then, uh, I mean, Clayface is just kind of fun, but like him, it's like he's hocking a loogie, but it's clay to get on Montoya's gun. And then, I mean, to the big capping joke is Montoya saying, you know, we still have to recover the evidence roll up your sleeves ho ho friggin ho <laughs> i mean and then, i mean it could take you a second but then you understand what's going on there <laughs> we got a cavity search kind of thing going on here but got a um, cavity search a big mud guy <laughs> <laughs> i mean ew but also it's just i don't know anyways comics that's best, best <laughs> but, not to think about the anatomy of uh clayface <laughs> i i just i i 
love this this short. They do. I mean, it makes you think of old timey holiday shopping in Macy's, you know, and then uh, chaos erupts and justice is prevailed. But it's mm-hmm. it's also it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. I really like this opening story. Totally. And then we jump to the next one, White Christmas. Uh, equally, or no, I'm sorry, oh. the Harley and the Ivy. Uh, <clears throat> there we go. Yes. It's like our, our, our copies printed differently. Oh no, ours are different. <laughs> what are you doing here, DC? Uh, another one written by Paul Dini because it's his, it's his girl, Harley. Yeah, yeah. It's only fitting. <clears throat> it's it's justice in spirit. It's it's similar to the spirit of the last one. Uh, I don't find it as much fun as the previous one, but I still really like it. And Harley and Poison Ivy, I mean, Har- Harley's bummed because she's like, here, it's the holidays and we're hiding out here in a, in a rat trap. And they get this idea of, well, let's go holiday shopping and they go and they get Bruce and Poison Ivy kisses him. And now that he's under their control into which it's a shopping spree. And when you've got the Wayne credit card, sky's the limit. So they go on a shopping spree. <clears throat> then it ends up to where they push, uh, they push Bruce down an elevator shaft. Or Harley, Harley kind of makes him back up into an elevator shaft. They think he's dead. And then Batman comes saves the day, tracks him down, chases him, and a nice, fun joke at the end that uh, Harley finally got her Christmas tree. Which is set up at the very beginning. Landed on top of her, but yes. Details, details, semantics. And Poison (laughs) Ivy at the beginning had said how much she's against the whole mad campaign of botanical genocide that grips this (laughs) country every December. And Harley just wanted a Christmas tree, and then at the end, she got her Christmas tree. And so. Harley's Jewish too, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real head scratcher, but she's a wild card. Uh, the Harley and the Ivy. Jay, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, like you said, it's a lot of fun. It's, I mean, it is very, uh, it's even more so just very broad comedy. Cause I mean, even in the, the issue here, you have a page that's just a fashion montage. And uh, of Harley and Ivy just trying on different clothes and, you know, perfumes and laughing at each other's silly hats and everything. Um, Lots of great uh, uh, just physical comedy and uh, emotive acting from, uh, who who was this? It was just Ronnie Del Carmen's pencils, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Ronnie Del Carmen. uh, Just really expressive uh, faces from uh, Harley and Ivy and even Bruce, who's uh, more stoic through most of the issue um, because he's trying to fight against their control. Uh, but it's that just kind of makes it even funnier that, you know, this is something that he's begrudgingly doing uh, because of this, um, not necessarily mind control, but this uh, 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 lipstick that they use to get him to do what they want. And everything uh but yeah it's just just very entertaining very silly um you know we've been dancing around it a little bit i think of the stories this is the one that definitely plays best as a cartoon rather than yeah. as just a like some of these it feels like you can definitely tell that they 
I mean, obviously they were all written and illustrated for a comic first, yeah. uh, but this one would almost, you know, you could almost uh, see the other way around that maybe uh, it's one of those where they did it as a cartoon first and then just adapted it to a comic issue just for fun and everything, even though that's not the case, does kind of have that feeling. Um, but it's still just a lot of, you know, goofy, silly fun uh, with a lot of genuine laugh out loud moments uh, sprinkled all throughout. Yeah, and I want to comment how you mentioned with you were talking about the art specifically. <clears throat> what always fascinates me with this version of Batman, the animated series version of Batman, that whole world is, I mean, you look at this issue, Dan Reba, Bruce Tim, Ronnie Del Carmen. Glenn Murakami, Kevin Altieri, and Butch Lukic. Got all those people, but yet all of this definitely feels, you, you could almost be thinking this is the same person doing the mm. entire book. And that just blows me away with this, this world, this section of, of Batman, because, I mean, you even look at the Batman TMNT Adventures book, uh, I mean, that that looks like it's straight from the series, you know? And I, yeah, that, I think that always just kind of, I mean, it's John Samariva, Uncle John. I mean, all these years later after that series, and he, I mean, and he nailed that look. And that just always blows my mind. I'm broken record now with, with in saying this, but uh, yeah, I just, I like it because it always fits, even if it is a, a different artist. And, yeah, I get what you're saying on this one feels the most cartoony. Um, I get that. And I think the story is fun. Uh, but I, I see, I don't want to talk negative about it. It's fun. There we yeah. go. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. It's fun. <laughs> Since you're not going to talk negative, I'm going to give another shout out to uh, some of the other artists, you know, just following yes. in that line of thinking. You know, even later on in this um, in this collection, you have uh, work from uh, Rick Rick Burchett, who's who's great, but Mike Parabek, that guy, unsung hero of these Batman adventures mm -hmm. uh, issues. Like, I mean, he's just from his work on these series alone, he's one of my favorite Batman artists ever. Um, he sadly passed away. I, I gosh, I want to say in the mid '90s, uh, so he didn't have a very long career. Uh, but um, he, I mean, just just you know great individual style that still play to, to your to your point like you were saying it's an individual style that still fits in with what everybody else is doing like even though you know bruce tim looks like bruce tim and dan reba looks mm -hmm. like dan reba and ronnie del carmen you know and um uh glenn murakami they have their own distinct styles they still all fit in with the batman animated series aesthetic um so yeah just uh, again just wanted to uh uh you know throw out some appreciation for um like i said an unsung uh artist that doesn't get a lot of uh uh recognition because you know his career was just so short uh yeah. but you know that some of the listeners might not be aware of yeah check out some of his work because uh it it is phenomenal much, but um, i mean much appreciated yeah, this, Shout this out, was yes. uh this, i mean this was silly fun story it's very light it's not really about much of anything except slapstick goofy hijinks but you know that's fine that's all it needs yeah. to be yep exactly that's all it needs to be with 
the Harley and Ivy, just like their, you know, their, uh, their episode in the series that I love that episode because it is just fun also yeah, because it makes sense. And this is, you know, way before the, the point of where they're at now in their histories, like this was closer, obviously to Harley's beginnings and they just, they feel like they belong together, like as pals in an episode that fits, but yet they're also opposites. So the whole mm-hmm. opposites attract thing always, always holds, holds true. Yeah. I think and, they're great comic foils for each other. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's, and so that's why this short story is fun. It's fun. No <laughs> negatives here. It's fun. Uh, moving along is white Christmas. And I won't say that this one is fun, but I will say that this is, I mean, I'm checking. To me. Yeah. Paul Dini, you magnificent bastard. Because this is another just great story from him. And it's yet again dealing with Mr. Freeze. And this surprise. So this one's obviously the fuzziest because, like I said, I don't think I read this issue very much. And the other parts, portions are in the episode. This one is not. What? Which is a shame because this is, but it, that may also work for its benefits because, it, yeah, I mean, it's the best story of the issue. I think so too. And, and you know, not to say that, you know, being adapted to, um, uh, to animation uh, in a, very well-known, very beloved, you know, episode that people watch, you know, year after year, Yeah, uh, you know, takes away from the other stories. But the fact that this is just a comic story, you know, in its purest form, it is, you know, it, it, it hasn't had an adaptation. You know, there's some elements of it uh, were kind of uh, there, at least in spirit and like the Sub-Zero movie. Uh, but even then, that's only in the broadest sense of they both feature Mr. Freeze and he's trying to do something for his for his wife, Nora. Um, it's it, so saying that, you know, this was an inspiration for for that movie is is a little bit of a stretch. But uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think that helps it just because it only exists in this form. Uh, so it's all the more impactful because you're not thinking, well, you know, I really like how it is here on the page, but in the animated episode, I kind of like how they did this better. You know, you're not comparing it to a completely different medium. You're just taking it as it is. And as it is, like I said, just best, best, uh, story of the issue and, uh, just, just incredible writing, very, very heartbreaking and moving story on its own. Yeah, and I think in comparison, so the two stories preceding this and the one following this, I know I said like it's like what it's not it wasn't included in the episode, but then you think of the fun level of those three, and they're very similar, and then this mm-hmm. one is the definitely the serious one. And when I think about it that way, I totally get it because though I think Heart of Ice is a fantastic episode. It's not my, I should throw on an episode of Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yeah. 
and Heart of Ice is the one. I choose yeah, yeah, Harley and Ivy. I choose Christmas with Najee, okay, or something, you know, fun. Something like that, which is just kind of like giggly. Showdown. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love the, the Underdwellers episode. <laughs> um, let's, let's not go that far. I genuinely love let's the not go that far. episode, though. <laughs> um, yeah, that one's good. I like it. So this, it, this short story is... I mean, in, in a nutshell, Mr. Freeze has broken out of Arkham. The doctor tells Batman right at the beginning that he's he's been one of their quieter inmates. He's never tried to escape before, um, but he kept asking about the weather and if it was going to snow on Christmas Eve. So then it shows Batman in action, saving some people because it's a blizzard now in Gotham. And he's saving some people, being a hero. You know how it is until he does track down Mr. Freeze who is in a graveyard and he's fighting Batman. And then we learn and we get a, a good page of where Batman gets thrown up against the large tombstone. And then he looks, the wreath had fallen off. And then he sees that it's, there's a letter. It says, mom and dad, Merry Christmas, love Bruce. And then he looks up and it's the Wayne tombstone. And that's, that's touching. And then we realize this, this was another connection to Nora and victor and nora were married 10 years ago on a snowy christmas eve nora loved the snow i thought it sad that there should be none this year and i wouldn't want my nora to be sad tonight oh my gosh mm. <laughs> like yeah, uh, it's a, man that's good it's a, it's a gut punch that's good and that's, and that's what makes mr freeze that's like he his strength is in tying to nora mm -hmm. and it, i mean i'm not gonna say don't let anybody else ever write him but clearly i think paul dini knows mr freeze because his stories and writing him are so damn good mm -hmm. and he's not this buffoon that's just out there to be i'm just here to be silly <laughs> or anything like that it's like no this this whole motivation he's got one goal in mind get out of his way or be frozen um he is he's going to accomplish this the task is always nora based yeah he's and then look at right after he gets that he he batman takes him in needs like you know it's kind of like whatever yeah he's almost a tragic hero just he goes about his uh you know his means are not not altruistic they're not benevolent mm -hmm. uh but he's not a you know just a um froth at the mouth you know scheming megalomaniacal villain he mm -hmm. he has one specific goal in mind and yeah like you said i mean he is focused on that one goal but and anything that gets in the way you know he'll deal with in the way but he only wants to restore his wife and once she's i mean at this point she had kind of you know supposedly died they kind of retcon that later you know mm -hmm. in the show at least but you know for the intents of the story she's died so all he wants is to give her a nice you know white christmas and once he's done with that then yeah he's done he can go mm -hmm. um little uh not necessarily a tangent but uh uh, kind of a spiritual sequel to this story is in um, the new holiday collection that's out uh, that uh, tis the season to be freezing uh, yeah. or whatever. I haven't read called. that yet. 
Uh, yeah, the first the first uh, story is a uh, Tim Drake, Robin, and Mister Freeze story, and uh, it hits a lot of the same beats, but not in a way that it's like derivative. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still kind of the same thing that uh, Freeze is wanting to do something around Christmas to um, uh, kind of honor and recognize, you know, his own past. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, I, I wrote a little review for it, uh, just that one story uh, on like a collaborative review because, you know, writing about 10 stories can be a little bit, you know, much, especially if you only read the first one. Uh, but um, <laughs> but uh, I said, you know, Robin gives him the best gift that you can give someone, which is empathy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's kind of the same thing here is, you know, Batman understands why he's doing these things. He doesn't agree with his, you know, means and uh, what he is actually doing to accomplish his goals. But he understands that, you know, it's coming from a yeah you know a place of heartbreak and not of uh you know just wanting to wanting to cause harm wanting to cause damage he's he's not malevolent in that sense yeah he's just also doesn't care for others the way you know batman showing care for him yep exactly um it's great very period very much turn the page uh I'm going to let you take over this one. What are you doing New Year's Eve? Paul Dini, Bruce Tim. This is the story credits. Paul Dini wrote it. Kevin Altieri, Butch Lukic, uh, illustrated. So in this one, uh, yeah, the Joker has uh, threatened to do something crazy on New Year's Eve. and uh, Silly Joker. Uh, yeah, oh, that cad. Uh, <laughs> um, it turns out that he is, uh, you know, uh, going to set off some sort of bomb somewhere at some point on New Year's Eve, and of Perfect. course, <laughs> Batman has saw. I mean, just, just, just the 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 essence of a Joker plan is do something at some point, at some place, sometime, some when. That's that's all it is, and then you got a you got a Joker story there, um, but yeah, they find out that um, you know it's going to be at the uh, you know Gotham Gotham Square where there's going to be a massive party, you know, ringing in New Year's Eve, and that there's going to be a bomb going off, uh, that's like a kind of a sonic disruptor bomb that will, uh, um, you know, kill anybody who um, is not wearing some special headgear. Um, and Batman's like, oh, that won't be, you know, too big a deal. I can just go there, find him. He'll stick out like a sore thumb. But oh, also, he handed out a bunch of Joker masks to everybody. So everybody is a Joker on New Year's Eve. Well done. I mean, that fits his ego too, to have everybody yeah, put everybody his does. face on their face. And, and like, to, I don't know, that, that all Every, just. Everyone, feels... Everyone's dying with a smile. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. perfect uh that fits this universe's joker to a t i think that fits the character of the joker himself uh this whole plot is it's another fun one it's holiday it's joker it's paul dini fabulous on uh, like checks all the boxes and... definitely the highest stakes though which is funny yeah. because uh you know the freeze story was the most emotional and involving uh, but the stakes weren't, you know, necessarily as high. Uh, but that also kind of, you know, played to its benefit because 
it didn't need to be Mr. Freeze trying to take over the city. It was just Mr. Freeze doing what he wanted to do to honor his wife. Whereas here it's Joker wanting to kill everybody in Gotham uh, as he's want to do every, you know, other Tuesday. Of course, they didn't know this at the time because this was two years prior, but definite similarity to the long Halloween uh, New Year's issue where Joker, he's, you know, everybody's gathering at Times Square on New Year's. So he's going to drive the plane over and gas them all. I mean, a little similar in that plot, but I mean, overall, it's so weird. He was going to, he was going to gas the whole city. This is so fun. This was just a really fun issue, you know? Oh my gosh. Joker being a blast. That was a good time. And I, I love when when Batman's got the night vision binoculars and then you see what he's seeing. And just like Joker is just pounding away on the piano. Look <laughs> at this guy tickling the ivories. I love it. Yeah. And there's some great, uh, you know, just sequential storytelling here, uh, yeah. especially when I when it finally gets to the countdown. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, down to 1. Uh, just each panel is like a different action. Uh, I love when Batman's just laying on the ground and Joker's just trying to, you know, obliviously fiddling with a wine cork, uh, trying to get that off. And then, uh, you know, Batman kicks the bottle and the cork hits Joker in the eye. That's, that was uh, just, you know, super fun. And then ultimately, you know, the bell falls on him uh, and rings in the new year uh, in a way that, you know, the Joker wasn't intending, but, uh, you know, uh that's just uh you know rare blood things happen sometimes yeah there rare is blood, bare too. blood there uh, yep batman gets shot in the arm and there is some uh definite blood leaking out of his uh his right bicep there over i mean this is yeah another fun another fun story i thought uh is a great creepy image showing that first the doctor who's got the the joker smile right there oh, at yeah. the beginning um definitely makes me think on a nice nod to the old uh old joker like batman number one mm-hmm. you know and uh i sort of thought of there real quick but overall, yeah. that they have. fun 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 i like that there's a dog and all the madness wearing a joker mask as well at <laughs> times square <laughs> Gotham square whatever uh, oh my gosh i just noticed that <laughs> ridiculous but it's fun <laughs> oh yeah it's amazing great great uh, and, then, and then uh the uh at the uh theater there's natural born swillers um wonder if that's a, a movie or a uh, okay illicit movie that maybe we oh shouldn't goodness. be talking about in a child's comic book but oh uh oh my goodness gotta go back and edit that out yeah, definitely. Jay, you rascal. Come oh, I'm on. sorry. This is a family-friendly right? show. <laughs> <laughs> then we wrap it up with the short story. One that I think most, mostly everybody listening to this will know is the final story, Should Old Acquaintance Be Forgot? Of course, how do you not hear that as you read it and hear that mm-hmm. it's apparently being sung by a bunch of drunkards at the <laughs> bar? And apparently this at this bar ends up a meeting every year between gordon and batman they cheers uh hopefully we'll be doing this again next new year's eve and then batman beats gordon to the check yet again and he disappears short gets to the point very sweet yep yep makes me want a cheesesteak 
<laughs> to go. Yeah, and some coffee. I mean, it's what 1:55 a.m. Who's eating a cheesesteak at 2 a.m. in the morning? But hey, whatever. These are delicious. It. And if they are world famous, then uh, yeah, hey, why not? Uh, but yeah, it's great. But since this is at uh, on January 1st, uh, you need to pause the episode and don't listen to it again until like New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, so this, is this is a Christmas, this is a Christmas and New Year's episode. And New Year's, You're welcome, yeah. everybody. <laughs> but no, seriously, I mean, it's great. Um, I mean, I, I've done it as much as anyone has, you know, taking that image of uh, uh, Batman and Gordon, you know, clinking coffee glasses saying, you know, until the next year, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll be around um, yeah. just to kind of ring in the new year. It's just nice. Um, yeah, it, it's it's nice seeing Batman comics being nice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why he's great because he fits in so many different moods and yeah. genres and stuff. And here, yes, I, I love the dark gritty, the scary, the violent. I love all that. But then I love moments like this too, with this universe where he's sitting with Jim at, at, there in a cafe and a diner and they're cheers with coffee. So um, it's very, very nice. Like you said, it's nice when it's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it on the Batman Adventures holiday special. Woo! Yeah. Short and sweet. I mean, what a breeze to read through. Not even half an hour. Yeah, I think I read it in uh, maybe 20 minutes. Like yeah. A couple weeks ago. And sometimes that's always very nice because then you're kind of like, I'm going to read this again before Christmas. <laughs> but I mean, if, if you, if you do like, you know, annual cheerathon viewings of Christmas movies and yeah. you want to expand to something to, you know, read to definitely, you know, this and, you know, long Halloween Christmas issue, you know, Noel stuff like that. That's yeah. Noel Noel's not exactly a sit down and read it in one sitting just because it's a little bit longer. It but, isn't. You know, this is news to me. <laughs> i cancel everything i tell work you have to wait till i finish this book okay <laughs> well then anybody but ryan <laughs> yes there you go there you go what is it detective uh 826 also by paul dini that's the oh, joker uh, uh sleigh ride one yes that's yeah, another Robin, annual yeah, read i'm uh i'm trying to track down a physical copy of that because i got a uh, I finished my Tim Drake, Robin and Red Robin runs of the actual <gasps> series. So now I'm trying to find some noteworthy other issues just to fill in that gap. So uh, isn't that funny? You know, I've I've completed I my mission. So so I need to keep going. <laughs> yeah, I need a new one now. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's get into some favorites here. All right. Number one, favorite part. What was your favorite part of this issue, Jay? Uh, Golly, I mean, it's it's crazy because you know there's you know like you said there's five technically six different stories in here, um, you know just for laughs, uh, you know I love just the the punchline of the tree falling on Harley and Ivy, you know that's fun, um, just for pure like excitement, love that that countdown um, in um, uh, with the Joker and uh, what are you doing on New Year's Eve. I just love that visual storytelling there. Um, my favorite part will, though, of the whole thing that will probably also kind of, you know, transition over into uh, my favorite panel uh, is 
what what you mentioned during uh, White Christmas, where uh, Batman is just you know thrown into uh, into like a wall, looks up, it's his parents' grave, and then he just replaces the wreath and uh, you know keeps on going, you know, uh, to take down Freeze. Just just a beautiful, beautiful scene. Um, again, heartbreaking for several reasons because uh, you know when he realizes where they are. And, uh, you know, that he's still on this crusade that he, uh, to honor this promise he made for them. Um, but, uh, but also just, uh, just all the snow and everything that's falling around. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. You can yeah, that's that a good up. one. Um, all the that snow works. that's falling around and everything. Uh, just, I mean, it's just a great, great example of, you know, comic storytelling with um the visuals very little writing but obviously there had to be you know direction from the writer in you know going from you know panel to panel and page to page just to keep things flowing um just a just a beautiful little little scene there i'll allow it all right acceptable i'm gonna bend the rules a little bit as i like to do but my mm. favorite part is I think all of jolly old St. Nicholas. <laughs> it's just, it's all of it's fun. The environment, the introduction of Bullock as Santa Claus is funny. And then you've got the little, Oh, there's the little thieves up. Oh, Barbara Gordon's here up. Oh, she's back girl. Oh, the thieves twist. It's Clayface, And then ending it with the joke. I just think from start to finish, it's just a lot of fun. And I, just very I tight, like that a lot. Time. Yep. How about, unless you've already shown it, but you can, Tell me either way your favorite panel. Uh, on in that sequence uh, in the collection, it's uh, uh, page thirty-four, um, which actually might just be in the issue itself. Is page thirty-four yeah. um, that bottom panel where you just have the Wayne uh, uh, grave marker in the background, and uh, almost Batman almost just in silhouette with his yeah. uh, arms clearly uh, holding his cape close to him. So that he can have warmth in the um, you know the frigid cold, uh, but still just looks like a great you know determined, awesome Batman look because uh, it's mostly just you know his eyes against the black and blue, mm -hmm. um, just uh, in context it's amazing and just on its own it's just a great shot of Batman. Utah, give me two. Yeah. I agree fully. Always say it on here. Sit. Here yep. we go. Here we go. Same page. Same page. Same page. Same floppy page. <laughs> Same floppy page. <laughs> I mean, I always say on here of give me an image where your your mind can just create a story. You don't know what happened before this or after it, and you can see it. You can come up with your own thing. And and here, there's no dialogue. Batman, like you said, almost in silhouette. You see the Wayne grave in the back, and there's a wreath on it. It's snowing, so you could put it together yourself like oh it's like christmas oh batman, Ooh, batman he's a little christmas you know it's, it's but it's just a good image period so, i'm with the jay uh would you like to see this adapted in animation oh wait it was it did was? you like it adapted in animation <laughs> i believe it was in 1997 when holiday nights the new batman adventures series first one aired and not the first yep. one in uh in actual continuity because 
Tim Drake doesn't become Robin until like another two episodes afterward. Yeah, after that, that funny. <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, I mean, uh, yeah, I like it. I mean, I'm just as if not more familiar with that than mm-hmm. uh, I am the comic because you know I've been watching that episode for gosh 24 years now and i first read the issue you know about 10 years ago uh but uh i yeah i definitely like it um like i said there there were parts of it that i think especially with the harley and ivy story uh that benefited from being in motion more because i mean you know, I watched the episode like last week just for fun, uh, a for you know cheerathon viewing, but also uh, just to just you know because it's fun to you know watch some Batman while you're reading Batman. Um, I definitely think that you know goofy little fashion montage, which is so '90s and just so dated, is still hysterical seeing it in motion. Um, like especially when they you know put on the goofy hats. Then turn around and like point at each other and laugh. Uh, it, <laughs> Wild, yeah, it's, crazy. It's, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just, it's goofy, silly fun. Uh, but yeah, the episode as a whole, um, I mean, about the only, you know, uh, uh, detracting factor uh, is it's in, you know, that newer, uh, the new Batman adventure style, which I'm fine with, but I definitely like the, um, you know, older original animated yep. series style uh sure. so it would have been nice to have it with that aesthetic but um but you know it's still it's it still works it's still a lot of fun it's it's a good you know christmas episode and a, and a good batman episode too yep i know i quickly was like what i would have liked to have seen white christmas included in that but that would have meant due to time restraint you you know, you cancel one of the other stories or you shorten them. And yet mm-hmm. all three of them, you know, each, each of the three stories included in there are about, you know, seven minutes each. Yeah. Um, and I don't think either of them, any of them overstay their welcome. Yeah. And then we even get the nice capper of Gordon and Batman at the end of that too, that's included. So I don't know how they could have fit it in and made it work. It would have been cool to see it, but uh, that's kind of maybe my only negative, but yeah. But I mean, the, the pacing of the episode did benefit more from the stories that they chose, like you said, because they're all um, a little more, you know, on the lighter side and kind of like driving action and everything through them. So um, having that in the middle might've had a, you know, more emotional impact, but you know, it, 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 it would have messed up with the messed up the flow of the uh, 22 minute episode. Yep. Agreed. Um, Jay, do you have any final thoughts on the Batman adventures holiday special? I mean, it's, it's something that you should read if you like Batman. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it, done. <laughs> not, not just as uh, uh, you know, a great, uh, you know, Christmas and holiday uh, selection, uh, but what it represents as a whole, um, you know, I've considered, uh, like I said, at the beginning of the episode, just um, in maybe even showing my hand a little bit, you know, anything from the first issue of the Batman Adventures to the last issue of Batman Adventures <laughs> um, and all the series in between, there's hardly a dud in there. Like, yeah, every story is good, if not great. Uh, some of them are the best stories featuring some of the characters. Like, uh, 
this run features the best killer croc story that's ever been been written and Whoa, i know no really i'm serious um and it's also kind of heartbreaking too um it's just uh, uh like i said about you know the animated series itself it's you know the essence of batman just um uh strip away anything that's um almost like superfluous or uh unnecessary and then just get what makes batman work what makes batman a great character what makes every character who's around batman work and what makes them great and then just tell great stories with it so you know it's a good sampling of this comic series and a good representation of just how great this whole series treated the world of batman as a whole um so yeah i mean i uh, just pick it up and read it if you haven't already and uh, you're gonna want to read more i guarantee yeah uh fully agree it's a great annual read christmas and batman go together like batman forever glass and mountain dew it's perfect uh meant to be it's a great yearly read it's i mean easy to track down now thanks to everything being digital i think it's like two dollars maybe or like i said dc universe and finite it's available track it down give it a read um it's just fun a lot of fun christmas batman and yeah if you like batman you'll like it (laughs) So, uh, all right. Uh, a quick thing before we head out of here, Jay Oz, we got to do the poll question, mm. the upcoming poll question. So the last one that I asked pertained to uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, the fine folks, you will find folks have all or all participated. You voted, always appreciated. And the question was, which killer? revelation worked better for you the movie or the book uh jay did well i'm not going to put you on the spot if on if you voted or not but if you had to vote which which would you choose which worked better for you uh i did vote and oh I voted, okay good <laughs> i voted for uh the book okay. uh with with caveats <laughs> but isn't there only two uh, there are only two choices, which is also funny enough why I voted for the book. Uh, in either one, it's pretty well telegraphed who the killer is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like the story that was being told in the book was, um, even if the twist wasn't as shocking as maybe they intended it to be, I, I felt like it was more more thematically consistent than the oh let's just make it who it was in the movie um which felt like a twist for its own sake um i get the i get the point of uh, not wanting to do a direct adaptation to where you just get bored because you know everything that's going to happen uh so i respect that and um can at least you know admire the choice uh, because it was it was a it was a pretty uh, ballsy choice that they made there uh, for the movie, but I, I just don't think the movie. It's not just the twist. There were things about the movie that didn't work well for me either. Um, so so I think I think uh, the book's revelation of the killer worked worked better for me of the two. Okay, well you maybe you're speaking for the audience because 
64.1% agree with you, JS. That's more than half. That's more than half. <laughs> I thought it would actually was going to be closer. I, I voted I kinda, the I movie. I voted the movie. I was caught off guard with the movie. I liked the changing it up from, from the book. Uh, it, it totally worked for me. So I haven't watched the movie in you know a year or two maybe i need to yeah, do it again i want I've, I've seen it once when it came out so maybe and didn't work may, maybe maybe my thoughts will be a little little better especially because of some of the other movies that have come out since then that have <laughs> or maybe not i mean maybe your swings first and maybe your first misses. reaction to it was yeah. is your final reaction too and you know what that's okay yeah, yeah because we can get rid of that poll question okay. we got a new one bye poll uh, question this next poll question is going to be on. Let's say if Batman is Santa, mm. who's his number one elf? Alfred, Robin, Batgirl, or Ace? You can say now, or you can just wait and you can vote, Jay Yaws. But that question will be up. If it's not up by the time that you hear this, hang in there. It'll be up as soon as uh, as I can get it up after the episode is posted. So if Batman is Santa, who's his number one elf? Ro Alfred, Robin, Batgirl, Ace. I Yeah, I, I, I need some time to mull this over. <laughs> because I know, all... I, I, I feel like a lot of people would say instantly, well, it's always Batman and Robin. It's not Batman and Alfred, Batman and Batgirl, Batman and Ace. But when you break it down a little bit, hmm, I think it's going to come down to Alfred and Robin. Mm. Ace is a very good boy, though. <laughs> He's a very good boy. He's and maybe this question will work better next Christmas after Super Pets <laughs> comes out. Yes. <laughs> um, Ace gets mass exposure to the, the audience. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, show your hand. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I even, even showing my hand. I mean, I I think I need to think about it because, yeah, they they all have their strengths, and uh, they they would all fit the bill as a number one elf. But who would be the number one a guy? <laughs> Bob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have yeah. put that in there, Bob. Yeah, but, but but there's Ooh, there's only I'm a number four. one guy. There's only four slots for the polls. There's so. only four. Sorry. So the. If I put Bob, one, I'd have had to put Lego Lawrence in there too. And so yeah. now it's just a whole other question. Yeah. The number one, number two guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll give it a couple of days to mull over and then uh, vote on the poll with everybody else. Fantastic. Uh, that'll do it. Jay, thank you so much for coming on for the, the Christmas episode, the holiday episode of the Batman Book Club. Always a pleasure. Fantastic. Please come back. You're going to, as far as we know, because yes. we, we've we already actually talked about what your next book is. And then yes. uh, then Christmas came up out of nowhere. And so we had to hit the brakes on that one. So it's, okay. so it's, it's nice, nice. Not not to be, um, um, it, you know, narcissistic or anything, but, you know, <laughs> it's 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 nice to be a part of an episode that maybe, uh, you know, listeners will listen to uh, every year because, yeah. Um, with with like holy batcast you know people listen to like the batman returns commentary every christmas yeah. and um you know guilty so, so, have it, so, <laughs> I, so yeah have it. i love doing that i go back and listen to 
I mean, they're so, more evergreen and timely every year. It's like, let me go on some Batman content and stuff. So, so, so if you're uh, still listening to this episode and you know, 2037 and we're, <laughs> we're all still here, uh, you know, Hey, from, uh, I hope so. This. Oh man, I <laughs> hope yes. so. I'm going to be hurting. My knees will hurt even more, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I will like. You- uh, gladly come back whenever we have a uh, time to do the uh, next book that we the next to book which we are going to tell anybody yet oh my gosh yet. <laughs> if people aren't following you uh why don't you go ahead and start plugging plugging away where can they find you uh on twitter which uh uh i don't know i'm feeling a little kind of you know overwhelmed by a lot of twitter stuff so i haven't been as active on it the past week or so just just you know sometimes you need to step back and you know cool your jets absolutely yeah but i, t- I but, hear you but i'm still you know checking it i mean obviously sure. that's how i got the uh how i got the the link to do this very episode was from there. uh and i'm still around so you can you can still reach me um at j-a-y-a-w-s uh and i do a lot of uh comics posts at uh comic pause um write reviews my own blog comic pause write reviews for uh, batman news as well uh i'm just all over the place um you know uh, uh, if you know how to find me uh that's kind of weird because i just <laughs> told you a couple of ways but uh you know you know i'm always open to some uh some conversation so uh yeah reach out fantastic please do jay's a nerd i'm a very nerd. much so very so we get so. along quite well Yes. <laughs> uh, as you probably already know, but you can follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC for upcoming episodes, latest episode drops, and sometimes some giveaways. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Batman Book Club YouTube channel. Uh, podcast episodes drop there, but also the from page to screen discussion I had with Paul Herman on Under the Red Hood the movie and the material is based on compare and contrasting if you want to write in for questions or comments you can do that at the batmanbc at gmail.com as i said at the top of the show if you like what's going on with the show and you'd like to support it there's a variety of ways you can do that one is patreon.com slash the batmanbc it helps keep the generator running in the wayne manor study you can also you go to a, the, uh, you don't have a manscaped uh promo yet so uh, kind of i don't and i don't right know <laughs> I don't know if I should be offended by that. I'm I'm holding out for Mountain Dew sponsorship. That oh, yeah, or Hoopla. Yeah, yeah. I haven't mentioned yeah. Hoopla yet. <laughs> and I drop Hoopla a lot. Okay. Come on, Hoopla. 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 Okay. Hoopla. Come on, Hoopla. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> it, it is. It's great. Uh, the T Public Store, Batman Book Club T Public Store link is in the description on uh on the link tree link on Twitter, or you can just go to tpublic.com slash the Batman BC where you can get Batman Book Club t-shirts, hoodies, onesies for the youngsters, notebooks, stickers, magnets, all that good stuff. But if you want to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all, that's 100% A-OK. You can do it by rating and review on the Apple Podcast page. The link to that page is in the description of this episode. The more reviews the Batman Book Club gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. So for Jay Yaws, I am Ryan Lauer. And until next time, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Read more Batman comics.